This episode is brought to you by the content creators at Live City Media. They've been filming and editing since 2013 and know exactly what it takes to make your brand's online presence pop. Head over to livecity.media to connect with the team today. What's going on, everybody? It's me, Sean, and it's just me today. Fred is currently adulting right now, so you're stuck with me for the next half hour or so. I'm going to try to keep this a shorter episode because it's only one person. It's a little weird. We've not done this before. I mean, I've taken over the show at the end when we've lost Fred a couple of times, but to do the whole show by myself, this is a first, and it's a little weird to just be in the room by myself talking to myself. But knowing that you'll be listening makes it all worthwhile. Uh, with today's show, I'm going to be talking mainly about movie reviews, specifically that of Prey and Bullet Train. So that's why we'll just keep it nice and short today. Won't take too much of your time. Uh, I am drinking, of course, because this is part of the show. So I got the, the Glenlivet 12. Uh, I've tried this on the, the show before. It was the first time I've ever had the Glenlivet. And it's, it's perhaps one of my favorites now. I, I can't believe I've never had it before. Uh, I'm a big fan of these lighter, fruitier ones uh, when it comes to the Scotch whiskeys, and I, I, I really want to try the the other years, like the 15 and onwards, but for the dollar value price of what this is in Canadian dollars, it's roughly 65 if I'm not mistaken. You, you can't go wrong. It's, it's an excellent quality product. Uh, I'm very excited to be having it, especially after a long, busy week on my end. Hope it wasn't too busy on your end, but damn, what a week on my end. I feel like I say that a lot. I feel like I need a vacation. Anyway, uh, I'm going to start off with watching uh, the review of Prey. That is the, I guess if we're including the Aliens and Predator movie, it's what, the seventh time Predator's made its way onto the screen, if I'm not mistaken? Sixth or seventh, uh, off the top of my head. So when they announced that there was going to be another Predator movie. I wasn't too excited initially about that reveal because I absolutely hated The Predator, which was the last Predator movie. Uh, Shane Black directed that one, and Boyd Holbrook was the lead. And that was that was one of the worst movie experiences I've had. It's up there with Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Like, was not a fan of it so that would have been like a one-on-five movie for me and overall the predator franchise since the first film has been a rocky road there there's some bright spots here and there in the second one predators was serviceable at best but at the same time was pretty bland um avp1 i'll admit was pretty fun like it's it's not great at the same time, but at least it's watchable. It's PG-13, which actually I find harms the franchise because we want the chestbursters. We want uh, all that predator violence at the same time. So toning it down was uh, actually a detriment, I think. But a AVP is certainly watchable. 
the second AVP Requiem is not watchable despite bringing the, the violence back into the equation. So, Rocky Road. The, the first Predator movie, though. Oof, what, a, what a great movie. You have a stacked cast, and you have the director of Die Hard and The Hunt for Red October. And the whole concept is these super macho dudes, like, oiled up and muscled, and they, they're a product of 80s action movies. And they got the big guns and the technology. All of a sudden, they, they find out that for all their muscle and all their ammunition, they are utterly useless against the Predator. And it was this nice examination of what we think when we think we're prepared and when we think we've achieved the physical prowess and the technological prowess and we think we're untouchable and then something comes and sort of puts us in our place and we're left to outthink rather than outshoot or out punch or anything like that you have to use your brain and not just the brawn and that ended up making the predator the first predator movie really great prey is also great Left you hanging there for a little bit. No, Prey is great. Um, Prey is just underneath the first Predator movie. It is really good. And I think going in with those low expectations did help a little bit. But Prey was able to deliver something I didn't think possible, considering the rocky state of this franchise, in that they made a very compelling character-driven story inside of a predator story this movie has subtle nuance it's got character development growth great cinematography a good story believable characters and a really cool predator uh, for those who don't know uh, the premise of prey we are thrown into the 1700s in the american wilderness and we're with the Comanche tribe and we follow the the heroine of the story uh, Naru and she is part of the tribe who are hunter-gatherers and she really wants to become one of the hunters but due to a combination of reasons despite showing adept skills and thinking and thought processing uh, she's never really accepted as one of the hunters and She's constantly told, "Well, if you want to be a hunter, you got you got to prove yourself. You got to you got to take out something big and like bring it back to the tribe, and then then we'll accept you as a hunter." And while she's undergoing this trial, the predator comes down, and he's hunting for sport. Like as we know, the predator they, they like to hunt for sport. They they collect trophies, and they like just proving to themselves, like, "Look how many skulls I got." and what what's the most dangerous thing that you were able to capture so the predator himself he's looking for uh, the most dangerous game while our heroine is also trying to find the most dangerous game and the movie does this really cool thing where it actually parallels the predator and naru at the same time they they are very similar characters despite having very different objectives the predator is hunting for sport whereas the tribe is hunting for survival and they use the fur traders of the time the french fur traders as sort of like the foil in between this where they are also hunting for sport just like the predator but the 
the methodical nature is not the same. They're just using traps and shooting the, the bison and then skinning them and leaving them alive. Whereas the predator sort of stalks and tries to outthink. And we're, we're in this very interesting, like, triple sphere where you're like, okay, like, the, the colonizers are jerks, but there are people in the tribe who are jerks as well. And the predator is just sinister horrific being and you have the lead at the same time who is super driven and motivated and just really and she learns all the time she's constantly learning and you become super engrossed into the story uh, and which is directed by uh, Trackenberg who did 10 Cloverfield Lane and that's another great movie this is his second movie he's done a few TV episodes here and there but He's, this is a guy we're going to have to keep an eye on because he's, he's two for two now. So Prey, really could not recommend it enough. Uh, we need more movies like this. I'm shocked they did not release that into cinemas because the cinematography, which was almost entirely filmed outdoors with, with seemingly natural lighting, begged to be seen on the big screen. Um yeah, like I said, I think apart from some shoddy CGI here and there, specifically with the uh, the animals, uh, that's my only real gripe with the movie. The, the rest of it was great. Uh, the action was really genius. It wasn't too violent. Um, like, you're not going to be seeing, like, severed limbs and like, guts and things like that. It is violent for sure, don't get me wrong. It's still R-rated. But the movie doesn't prioritize the violence. It almost like it puts it into the foreground a little bit or like just out of shot. And you're sort of left wondering what that would have looked like up close or in focus or things like that. But the the predator violence in itself, very creative, very ingenious. Uh, there's a lot of really imaginative shots, specifically during a scene that takes place in a burnt forest you've probably seen some shots of that in trailers that was for the action that that was the highlight um yeah no i really really liked prey um second best predator franchise second best film in the predator franchise and when i say second i don't mean like a, a distant second i mean a very close second so if you're a fan of the first one i would definitely recommend checking out the second one this one um up next i went to the theater the other day and i went to go see bullet train which stars brad pitt and directed by david leach who did deadpool 2 hobbs and shaw and co-directed the first john wick movie so this movie had some mixed reviews and i was pretty excited for it when i saw the trailers i thought the trailers were right up my alley but there was a lot of like, hmm, not quite reviews out there, which dropped the the overall averages down, both on RT and Meta. And I was like, okay, well, I'm still gonna go see it. So I went to go. I got a, a matinee cheaper price over on uh, on Wednesday because I have one of those membership cards over in this neck of the woods. And I'm gonna go see Bullet Train with my buddy. And Bullet Train was pretty awesome. I gotta say, it is definitely not for everyone that's the first i'll preface that by declaring that it's a not for everybody kind of movie i would recommend prey to more general people than it would bullet train for example and bullet train uh for prey is a sci-fi horror inspired movie 
Bullet Train is kind of like the weird love child of Smoke and Aces from the mid-2000s. If you remember that one, it was about a group of assassins who all converge on this hotel to try and take out the same uh, mark. And just mayhem ensues and there's quick dialogue and wackiness. I don't think Bullet Train was as wacky as Smoke and Aces, but it definitely had that like DNA fingerprint at the same time. Um, so take Smoke and Aces and then combine it with Snatch or Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels with the uh, the hyper-stylized dialogue and the you know, just how quick it goes, how funny the movie. This movie is. It didn't land all the time, but this movie is overall really, really funny. I was actually laughing out loud quite a few times. And there's some non-linear storytelling as well that reminded me of either Pulp Fiction or Kill Bill. There's no chapters, but the movie does bounce around a lot. It doesn't tell a fixed story. And some of the action reminded me a lot of Kill Bill as well. This is a very violent movie. Like if When I said Prey was a little tame, Bullet Train is not tame. It's pretty bloody. There's some shots in here that are pretty gory. Uh... Which was a little surprising, but it was like, oh wow, this movie is just completely unrestrained. It's it's all, it's almost off the rails, no pun intended. But it was it was wild. What was like the action was good, but it wasn't like oh my god, John Wick good. But it, it was better than most American action movies. So we we can easily say that. But what was the highlight was uh, Brad Pitt, who plays Ladybug. Uh, who he was really good. He's he's the lead. He's a mercenary type character who has taken some time off of the profession and he's come back with this new peaceful mantra in his head courtesy of his shrink who's telling him like violence isn't the answer we got any peaceful solutions so he almost has this like pacifist way of going about him uh, he goes to the, the locker at the beginning of the movie doesn't take the gun uh, his first job back is more of a snatch-and-grab job as opposed to any sort of assassination type thing. Giving a briefcase from a train and just getting off the train and walking away. Easy-peasy job. Of course, it's not going to be easy-peasy. Also aboard this train are a slew of other colorful and interesting characters, all there for different and overlapping reasons. They're not all just after the briefcase. And why are they all there? Who does this briefcase belong to? What's what's the end game? That's that's all part of the the fun of the movie. And Brad Pitt is just flexing his comedic chops. Uh, I've I've talked about it on the show before. I love Ocean's Eleven, and Rusty Ryan is a has hilarious character. It just illustrates Brad Pitt's comedic timing. I don't think he gets enough credit for his comedic timing. And Bullet Train leans heavily into that. This is a pretty funny movie, and you have to be paying attention because some of these jokes go so fast and they're so subtle that you won't be able to catch them right away. So you, you gotta you gotta be attentive. You can't just have your brain shut off on this one if you want to have a couple of good laughs. But while Brad Pitt was great in the movie, he did not steal this movie. This movie belonged to Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry who are perhaps the best duo I've seen on screen in years. These two stole the movie. Their banter, their chemistry, the, the quips that they had, it was unrelenting, and anytime they were on screen, the movie just like instantly like perked up. The, the energy was kinetic. 
they were who there's a there's a scene earlier on in the movie between them where they're they're doing a, a count i won't spoil what the count is but they're doing a count and it's so stylized and funny and they're they're breaking the fourth wall it's absolutely bonkers they they play um a duo called tangerine and lemon so you can tell what the names here it sounds like a, an early guy Ritchie movie or something um so they were quite funny there was way more thomas the tank engine references than i was expecting for a movie titled bullet train but then again i probably shouldn't have been that surprised thomas the tank engine is actually a very important part of this movie very important um but if they were to ever decide to do a prequel movie just off of uh, tangerine and lemon i am there i want to see more of these guys how these guys met up and some of their earlier missions well not not how they met up that would that wouldn't work uh for a reason that you'll find out in the movie uh but maybe like their first job kind of thing so i would definitely like to see that at one point um the the overall aesthetic style of the movie is pretty good but i did find it to be it was trying to be smarter than it thought it was at times Uh, at the end of the day this is a narratively speaking a fairly simple story and it's you have the briefcase and everything surrounding the briefcase and not that the movie was convoluted but i think the movie was trying to go for that huzzah surprise look how clever we are and it, it didn't have that effect uh, there's also quite a few characters in the movie and there was two that i can think of that if we were to just pluck them out of the movie and we could have given their responsibilities to characters that we like more or are more important to the overall narrative, such as Lemon Tangerine or um, the prince was a character or the father. We could have fleshed those characters out just a little bit more and or just removed elements. Like I didn't, I didn't like the hornet and I didn't like the wolf too much at, at the end of the day. I thought their parts were a little overdone, a little overbaked, and they overall didn't contribute that much to the movie. Except I think they could have been passed off to somebody else at the, at the end of the day. Wasn't a big fan of that, but at the end of the day, solid movie. Like if I were to give it a these two movies, if I were to review them, Bullet Train would probably get a solid seven point five on ten for me. Could have been an eight, but there was just a few things that held it back from achieving that uh prey is gonna get a solid uh it's gonna get a nine on ten for me like prey was excellent cannot cannot recommend that enough um there's not too much else to talk about um hogwarts legacy was delayed today until february i'm a little upset about that because i wanted to take some time off around christmas time just to like get in a few weeks of solid hogwarts exploration but that's uh that's the nature of the beast i've also been playing uh, a different video game like i said i wanted to talk about games every now and again and i've been playing jurassic world evolution 2 as of late it's from uh, frontier it's a sequel to the the first assassin's uh, jurassic world game um i liked the first one but i didn't love the first one i thought it was kind of shackled in a way and there were there was a lot of things that were missing for a park simulator 
Um, and there wasn't a lot of dinosaurs. The maps were disgustingly small. So I was able to get the second one, and it's really fun. I'm having a lot of fun playing it. The, the maps are huge. There's so many dinosaurs. There's way more depth to it. Um, I'm just having fun doing the challenges in the sandbox mode. Uh, so if you if you like parks and types of games, like Frontier is the same studio that it made uh, the Roller Coaster Tycoon games and the, the Planet Zoo games, if I'm not mistaken. So if you like those like hands-on um, creative things, but also with that like dinosaur twist, this is a really fun game. Like I'm really enjoying just like designing my own parks and figuring out which dinosaurs work well with other ones and their habitat needs and um, just creating the, the park that you always wanted in your head when you were a kid. So that's really fun. Um, we, we also have, we got sad news. We got, and he, she, she's legally, she's died legally. So that's quite sad to hear. She was in the remake of Psycho and she was in Donnie Brasco as well. Uh, she was in a car accident a few weeks ago and she's, I say legally dead because her heart's still beating, but she has no brain activities. So uh, I don't know if anyone who knows or knows or anything like that, but just we're, we're sad over here to hear that and our, our thoughts go with her, her family. It must be a unbearably difficult thing to go through. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's always unfortunate to hear things like that. Um, yeah, we got, we got 20 minutes into the show right now. I'm not sure there's too much else to say. Like it's a little weird doing it by myself, uh, especially when there's not too much to talk about. Well, actually, there is a lot to talk about, but I'd rather have a conversation with, with Fred about it. Uh, there's a lot of things next time when, when Fred's free. Hopefully, if he's free. He's currently uh, in the middle of moving right now, so he, he's adulting with that. But I want to talk to him specifically about what's going on at Warner Brothers with uh, Batgirl uh, with Flash and Batman 2, they haven't greenlit it yet, and just everything that's going on with the, the WB Disney merge and the new CEO. I, I can touch on it briefly here, but I, I would like to prefer to have a conversation about it, but I'm not sure what's going on in that house. That house is, uh, they need to start figuring some things out, because it seems like a bit of a mess over there, which is a shame, because Warner Brothers is one of the the biggest studios. I would say perhaps after Disney, who now owns Lucasfilm and Fox, they're probably the biggest studio, and they put out a lot of pretty good content uh, over the year, uh, even outside of their DC stuff. Like I've always enjoyed like what I would call like just the, the, the normal <laughs> movies, non-franchise movies, and just it seems like they they have they think they have a direction but it almost seems like they have no direction right now they're focusing on too many things and not enough things both at the same time they're making very unusual decisions um i don't know they need to get their their house in order and and soon because there's a lot of goodwill that's being lost right now they've lost public opinion like crazy um yeah, like th- there's not much else to say about that. Warner Brothers need needs. Uh, they've already just gone went through a shakeup, but I already think they they need another shakeup. Uh, Disney needs to shake up too. I don't know what uh what Bob's doing over there as well. Uh, I'm already missing Iger Chapex. Uh, he's not Uncle Bob. What what can I say? 
Um, I think I'm going to leave it at that with you. We got 23 minutes on the clock. Uh, as always, I wanted to give a little shout out to Level Up Sabers. Link in the description below. Uh, if you buy one of the sabers from that link, you, you'll be able to get a really cool lightsaber courtesy of them. But we'll also get a small percentage of that sale with affiliate link. Uh, and that goes towards just growing and helping out the channel. And as you heard at the front of the show, Live City, amazing, amazing guys. Uh, they're the ones who helped us with the, the trailer. You can go check that out on the social medias. Uh what can I say? It looked wonderful. We hope you liked it. We put it out there to, to spread the word. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't even. I didn't have a drink, guys. I was too busy talking to you. This is the thing about not having your co-host on. You don't have time to sit down and have your drink because you have to keep your voice going to make sure there's no dead air. God, I hate this. No, I don't. I love it. I like talking to you guys. Uh, let me know what you thought about the, the solo show. Was there anything I could improve or we can improve in case Fred has to do this one day? What did you like? What did you not like? Do you want to see more of this? Do you like the length of this show more than the long show? Send us the comments on the email. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, either on the Screen Hub side or on the podcast side, depending on what you're looking for. Um, and you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor FM, and Google Podcasts. So depending on where you want to be listening to us, those are your options. Let us know if you want to have us on uh, YouTube as well. We've been debating that, but we haven't uh, we haven't committed to that. But if you're interested in YouTube, that's something about we'll consider. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I know it was a it was a different one, but I hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. Have yourself a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening. And as always, cheers. Bye, everyone.